Hello and welcome to episode 7 of the JR Scouting Podcast. This episode will sort of be continuing on from last episode, uh, which was the first and second tier of my big board. And so then this will continue into my third tier. This tier uh, at the moment has three prospects. Sorry, five prospects. And... um, while all of them are currently in college, uh, there will, in the future, be um, other international prospects in my Tier 4, as well as um, uh, many more prospects in my Tier 5 uh, tier five and onwards as well. Um, so, to start with, I'll just give you a bit of information about each prospect. Uh, that's in this tier. So, first up, we ha- well, first up we have Jaden Springer, a sort of point guard slash shooting guard out of Tennessee. He's uh, he's currently six foot four, uh, so he's pretty tall for a point guard, although slightly undersized for a shooting guard. Um, and he's two hundred and four pounds, which is pretty good size for a combo guard. Um. On, in at six on my build, big board, sorry, um, I have Jalen Suggs, um, a guard out of Gonzaga. Uh, he's yet again sort of a combo guard, um, as he um, is not as good of a ball handler as he would, it would probably, as many NBA teams would probably like. Although um, he does have a playmaking ability that could. Um, get him playing a primary role as a point guard in the NBA. However, uh, he's also quite good defensively, um, which could lead to him also being shooting guard in the NBA. Um, in at seven, we have Moses Moody, a shooting guard out of Arkansas. He's currently six foot six and two hundred and five pounds, and he's got very good size. Uh, and also length, to especially especially for a shooting guard, um, give, which um, allows him to guard point guard, shooting guards, and even small forwards quite well. Uh, then at eight, I have Sharif Cooper, a guard who, according to Sports Reference, is six foot one and one eighty pounds. Although uh, he on the basketball court he does actually look quite a bit smaller and um than 6'1 maybe more around 5'11 and he does look a bit sort of skinnier than 180 pounds and he could be down to about 170 um so he's a point guard currently playing for Auburn um and finally for our last play in the third tier we have Keon Johnson uh, shooting guard out of Tennessee. Um, he's currently six foot five and one eighty six pounds. Um, so although his um, weight might um, give you the impression that he's not a very good defender, he's actually quite good and and putting on weight would only um, likely help him in the future to be more of a defensive uh, minded prospect. Uh, so first up, we have Jaden Springer. So overall, his 
Um, he's a very strong prospect. Um, and although, and he is actually quite a lot, quite a fair bit younger than most other prospects in his class. For his statistical profile, he's currently averaging 29.1 points per 100 possessions, along with 8.2 rebounds and 6.8 assists. Uh, he's per 100 possession per 100 possessions. He's also averaging um, 2.7 steals and 1.1 blocks, compared to 5.6 turnovers and 4.6 fouls. Um, he this translates to a 2.7 steal rate and a 2.2 block rate, which is quite good. And he also is shooting quite efficiently from the sh- from the floor, with a 59.2% true shooting, and also um, a 53.2% effective field goal. However, his his basic splits are also 48.4% from the field, 46.2% from three, and 80.4% from the line. He um, does quite well at getting to the line, especially with a 0.495 free throw rate, which is quite above average, especially for a guard. Um, give and he's he uses his strength quite well to sort of get into the paint and make some tough finishes. He has a three-point attempt rate um, of 0.210 which is quite low, especially for a point guard or shooting guard, although his free throw percentage gives me hope of 80.4%, gives me hope that um, his three-point percentage is for real and uh, that he will be able to keep this up um, as he comes into the NBA. So as well as his sort of scoring, um, which he does quite efficiently, um, he's also quite a good playmaker, which is sort of shown a little bit um, with his 25% assist percentage, which isn't bad by any means. Um, although at Tennessee, he definitely struggled to get a, uh, get more playing time at the start of the season. And this sort of led to um, his sort of base basic stats being down. Um, particularly his 2.9 assists per game at the moment. Um, he's also averaging uh, 2.4 turnovers at the moment, or an 18.5 turnover percentage, which is probably a bit higher than what you'd expect uh, based on the efficiency he has in uh, every other sort of aspect of his game. Although um, this is actually like this is actually primarily due to his ability to be a bit too selfish uh, sorry a bit too selfless um, because he tends to uh, instead of trying to um, take a sort of aggressive lap for himself he tends to be um, less aggressive and uh, tries to create for his teammates almost a bit too much which is the main fault of his. Um, his shot creation is quite good, and um, his finishing is actually sort of similar to Luka Doncic's, um, especially given 
their sort of size for their position, a somewhat lack of athleticism, although um, he sort of has it in a different sort of way than the traditional um, jump 45 inches and um, can sprint really fast athleticism. It's more to do with his strength and um, sort of build. Um, so he does really well finishing off floaters, um, uh, even out of the post, and he does quite well getting into the paint, and he's got excellent body control, which allows him to sort of stay one step ahead of the defense, especially when finishing in the paint. Um, he's also quite good as a shooter, as his percentages have shown, um, although as I've said before, he could do with taking a few um, more threes, which would potentially enhance his um, perceived upside by some people in the draft sort of uh, draft world. Um, as for his defense, he is very very good. Um, he. He's probably one of the best defensive prospects in this class, although um, he doesn't have the traditional sort of athleticism, as I sort of said before, and intend and instead tends to rely on his um, strength instead. Um, he also, as I said before in his statistical profile, has a knack for getting steals and blocks with 2.7 steal percentage and 2.2 block percentage, which is quite good for a guard. Um, and overall, my comparison for him is Shea Gilgis-Alexander, who uh, actually went to Kentucky in college and uh, definitely started off um, a bit uh, weaker, similar to Springer, although um, towards the actual draft, he um, was playing a lot better and... Um, yeah, he was a very good sort of defensive, well, two-way sort of point guard, but his main limitation was, or main um, area for improvement, was his shooting, which he's sort of improved upon in the NBA, although currently his defense is sort of lacking a bit, as he still needs to put, in, put on a little bit more strength. Um, so t some team fits for Jaden Springer are the Bulls, the Magic, and the Wizards at the moment, um, purely because I believe the Bulls could do with a good defensive-minded um, and also playmaking-minded point guard or shooting guard. Uh, the Magic could also do with um, a point guard who can distribute a little bit better than Cole Anthony and also is a bit more efficient and contributes to the defensive side of the ball and the Wizards as well, because I feel like he could be a very good off-ball player um, to sort of pair with Bradley Beal for the future. Um, he doesn't need to take all the shots. He can um, create for his teammates as well as himself if needed, and he can also hold his own quite well on the defensive end. Um, now we'll get on to Jalen Suggs. So I personally am a bit lower on Jalen Suggs and the majority of people uh, and personally this is just because I believe he's in the best situation possible and as many of you may know 
Gonzaga is currently undefeated, at the, or at least at the time I'm recording this uh, this podcast. Um, so he's in the perfect situation. He's surrounded with a lot, a lot of talent. Um, even other potential prospects in this class, such as Joel Leahy, um, Drew Timmy, and um, and uh, Corey Kispert. Um, so my main issue with um, Suggs and the reason that I'm quite a bit lower on him than the consensus is his sort of lack of shooting and shot creation. Um, he did have two games, he, he has had two games so far this year where he's shot quite well from three. Um, one being where he shot seven of ten from three and also more recently where he shot four of seven from three. Um, however, if you take these two games out, his three-point percentage actually drops from 354 to around 27%, which is a big weakness of his, especially considering his relatively low three-point attempt rate of um, 0.326. Um, as a scorer, he's currently averaging um, 27.2 points per 100 possessions um, on uh, 60.2% true shooting, and um, he's currently shooting, his general splits are 51 0.2% from the field, uh, 35.4% from three, as I said before, and 73.9% from the line. Um, so he's got a free throw attempt rate of 0.38, which is pretty good, especially for a sort of combo guard, um, although he is pretty aggressive in sort of attacking the rim and sort of finishing um among bigger defenders, uh, which is probably good for him in the future in the NBA, uh, although um, to sort of get more of these opportunities in the NBA, he'll definitely need to improve his shooting, and this is sort of my main worry about him, um, with his 73.9% free throw percentage, as I don't believe in his um, shooting upside. Um, contrary to probably many people's beliefs about him, and his shot creation is also limited due to a limited handle, which, as we've seen with Denny Avdia, is one of the main reasons he hasn't developed into the sort of Luka Doncic shot creator, which some people were comparing him to at the time of the draft. While I probably actually did have Denny quite a bit lower than I should have, on my board, I believe at 24 or a bit around that. Um, I just really was trying to push back against the sort of people who say he had a high upside and I only really saw um, more of a Nick Batum sort of role for him, um, especially how Nick Batum's playing at the Clippers. But anyway, um, on to Jalen Suggs again. Um, so his weaknesses are obviously his shooting and his shot creation, which I don't believe there's much upside for, although his strengths are quite good. Um, they're quite strong, um, and this is mainly what an NBA team would be drafting him for. 
So he's a very good playmaker, uh, which sort of comes from his background as a quarterback, um, I believe, in high school. And although as an as an Australian, I'm not as familiar with um, like American football as um, as I am with basketball, which is much more prevalent um, in Australia. So per 100 possessions, he's averaging 8.5 assists to 5.2 turnovers, which isn't too bad, um, especially for a playmaker. And he's currently got a 24% assist percentage and an 18.8% turnover percentage, which is fairly similar to Jaden Springer, as I sort of said before, although uh, Springer's assist percentage is a little bit higher and um, I actually can't remember right now who has the higher turnover rate, although I believe um, Jaden Springer's was around um, 18 point something, um, similar to Suggs. Um, he's also, on top of being a very good playmaker, um, especially in the open court um, in, and in transition, he's also a good defender and he's currently averaging 3.7 steals and 0.6 blocks per 100 possessions. So compared to Springer, uh, he averages one more steal and 0.5 less blocks. And this translates to a 3.7 steal percentage and a 1.2 block percentage. Um, so he, um, while steals and blocks aren't everything, um, at, at the NBA level, uh, they definitely are a lot more um, useful for predicting um, future defensive prowess in the NBA, given the lower uh, level of competition in college um, and and defensive-minded players can tend to absolutely dominate um, and get and pick up a lot of steals and blocks, which is sort of why this is a, the steal percentage and block percentage are good sort of or better indicator of defense um, than the eye test, at least in my belief, or about as good as the eye test, uh, at least in my belief. Um, on top of his defense. He's also known a bit for his athleticism, um, although I don't believe he has as much sort of vertical bounce as uh, we were sort of expecting coming into college, and it's more speed in the open court and in transition that is his main sort of athletic tool um, for him. So... The comparison I've got for him is DeJounte Murray, the sort of point guard slash shooting guard for the Spurs. Um, while I believe DeJounte Murray likely has more upside as a shooter, um, I reckon that um, they possess much of the same traits as a uh, defender and as a passer. Um and actually comparing their college stats, um, Suggs is averaging 14.5 um, rebounds and 4.5 assists com um, compared to the 16.1.6 rebounds and 4.5 assists that Dijon Murray averaged. Although 
Murray did average a few more minutes per game in college due to being on a bit of a weaker team. Um, as for team fits, um, he Jalen Suggs could fit in well with the Magic, um, similar to Jaden Springer. Also the Wizards and the Thunder, um, primarily because he could play as an on-ball point guard for the Thunder. Um, well, Shea Gilgis can be more of a off-ball player and um, take on more of a scoring load, um, while Suggs can sort of handle the playmaking duties. Although, my main issue with Suggs is, um, as I said, the lack of shot creation, which I think heavily limits his ceiling, at least in my eyes. Uh, next up at seven, we have Moses Moody, the shooting guard out of Arkansas. Um, I'd actually like to start for Moses Moody with my comparison for him, purely because I believe um, it's sort of good to talk. I'd sort of also like to talk about who I'm comparing him to, which is Michael Mikael Bridges of the Phoenix Suns, um, who has sort of made a bit of a leap this year. Um, as a two-way player, a 3-and-D sort of guy. Um, and so Mikael Bridges right now is 6'6 six, six and 209 pounds, and Moody is 6'6 six, six and 205 pounds. Um, at Villanova, in his sort of um, junior year, um, Bridges averaged 17.7 points, 5.3 rebounds and 1.9 assists which is quite similar to Moody's averages of 17.5 points, 5.7 rebounds, and 1.8 assists. Um, they also had fairly similar efficiency, although um, Mikael Bridges was slightly um, more efficient due to the sort of lesser role that he had um, creating his own shots uh, within the offense. Um, so... Basically, I'd like I just would like to bring up this comparison first because to sort of highlight the leap that Bridges took over the last sort of year. Um, given that as an NBA player, he's currently averaging thirteen point seven points, five rebounds, and two assists. And last year, he averaged nine points, four rebounds, and one assist, or two assists about. Um, so this sort of leap has primarily being due to his three-point percentage increasing um, from 36.1 to 42%. And while this could just be a bit of a hot streak, um, he's also improved his two-point percentage as well, and this has improved his overall effective field goal percentage um, and as well as his um, true shooting percentage as well. He's also kept up um, quite well defensively, uh, Bridges has, and so in the future I would sort of be expecting the same thing um, from Moses Moody. So as for his sort of skill set, Moody is primarily a 3 and D player, although he has some sort of shot creation potential. Um, especially off of off the catch where he can make pull up jumpers off of closeouts or even get his way or get get all the way to the rim. 
and um, finish um, at the rim quite well. So currently, Moody's averaging 28 points, uh, 9 rebounds and 3 assists per 100 possessions, along with 1.8 steals and 1 block. Um, this, um, he's also shooting, um, his true shooting is 58.7% from, well, true shooting, and um, his shooting splits are 44% from the field, 39% from three, and 83% from the line, which sort of um, does show he has potential as a shooter as well. Um, his defensive game is also quite good, as I touched on before, and he's averaging 3.8 stocks together, compared to only 3.5 fouls, and so it's quite good to see him um, averaging more stocks and fouls, because while it's not a proven indicator of a player's defence um, at the NBA level, I reckon it's pretty good at the college level for an NBA player, football, for NBA prospect to not be too handsy um, and too fouly and can contain themselves while also racking up a few steals and blocks. Um, he also, um, another intriguing sort of, or another good aspect of his game is his um, 8.9 turnover percentage, which is very low, um, which sort of highlights his potential as a complementary player, um, especially for a potentially championship-level team, as he'll be able to provide everything that a team needs um, to sort of play well with effect, efficient shooting, um, low turnovers, and also good defence. Um, so this is primarily his upside um, with the comparison for Macau Bridges. And so his strengths are his shooting, defense, and shot creation potential. Um, although his weak, main weakness is his playmaking, um, which is sort of, um, while he's sort of been the number one player or best player on his Arkansas team this year, um, at least in my opinion, um, he um, only averaged um, three three assists per 100 possessions um, compared to 2.4 turnovers and while it's good that he's limiting his turnovers he could potentially look to create for others a little bit more uh, although this probably won't be his calling card in the NBA um, so for Brid uh, sorry for Moody um, the team fits uh, the Pelicans as he would fit quite well with Zion um, especially as you need a lot of spacing around Zion, and um, I reckon he could sort of function well as a defender there, especially as they have been quite they've been quite poor defensively this year. Um, as well as the Pelicans, also the Kings, who sort of they have Buddy Heald, although he's much more of a um, of a scoring shooting guard. Um, and I actually think you could play them together, um, both Moody and Heald together, quite well. Um, especially if the Kings ended up drafting Moody, um, purely because um, Moody has um, the potential to be able to guard small forwards as well. And 
I believe he could do that quite well. Um, as well as this, I think the Wizards are another fit um, because he could fit well with Beal, especially if the Wizards started to try playing Beal at point guard, which could um, certainly be good for Beal's future development as a playmaker. Um, and Moody would fit in quite well uh, as a sort of off-ball complementary piece. Although, with the Wizards, you could also play Moody at um, small forward, and similar, like with the Kings, and then you could play Beal at shooting guard. Although, if I was um, the coach of the Wizards, uh, Scott Brooks, I would um, probably try and... Um, try and start Moody at shooting guard and then have Beal at the point. Um, our second last player here in our third tier is Sharif Cooper, the point guard out of Auburn. Um, so as I said sort of in the introduction, he's said to be 6'1 on sports reference or uh, and 180 pounds, although he in games he actually looks a bit under... Uh, six foot one, so this will be something to watch out for at the draft combine uh, for his height and weight, assuming he attends. Um, so on the season, he's averaging 20 points, four rebounds, and eight assists. That's purely per game numbers, not per 100 possessions. Um, and he has quite a bit of upside as a playmaker um, and I would actually say he's the best playmaker in college this year, although he has a fairly limited sample um, of only 12 games this year, which was due to uh, NCAA uh, sort of ineligibility at the start of the season. So that took quite a few games um, off of him, and also he's most recently got injured um, a bit as well. So Cooper, well, he's... Um, got very good production, um, and per 100 possessions, it's 33 points, 7 rebounds, and 13.5 assists. Um, he turns it over a little bit much um, with 7 turnovers per 100 possessions. And um, he's also quite limited defensively, um, especially given to given his height. Um uh, and sort of lack of um, sort of athletic ability. Um, so, however, this season in college, he's averaging one steal and point zero point three blocks, which sort of leads to a one point six steal percentage and zero point seven block percentage, which is pretty average um, or mediocre for a guard. Um, he's also, on top of his sort of weaknesses as a defender, um, he's also quite inefficient, as sort of I highlighted with his um, amount of turnovers. Although, actually, his turnover percentage is not actually quite high, or not actually very high, um, with 17.7% as his turnover percentage compared to a 51.9% assist percentage. Uh, he did have quite a high usage in the games that he did play at 33%, um, and this is probably due 
this is probably the main reason for his lack of sort of efficiency, both as a playmaker and from the field, given he shot 52% true shooting on 39, 23 and 80, um, two and a half splits from the field, the three-point line and the free-throw line. Uh, this is his main worry, especially from most um, sort of um, draft analysts, although I am quite a big believer in uh, free-throw percentage as a sort of predictor of three-point percentage, and thus I, I believe that his shooting can come around um, quite well, and maybe, and while he might not be the most efficient shooter from the field or from three, I believe he just needs to become respectable enough so that defenses can go over screens and that he can use his playmaking to be as a significant advantage. Um, as for a comparison, um, there's sort of the Isaiah Thomas comparison. Um, due to his sort of lack of height and defensive ability, although he's much more of a playmaker than Isaiah Thomas and much less of a scorer. Another comparison is the my personal favourite is Jar Morant with limited athleticism, um, especially comparing their assist percentage and usage rate. Um, Jar actually has a quite similar sort of profile. Um, at, and in his um, sophomore year at Murray State, he had a 51.8 assist percentage and a 33.3 usage rate, um, which is quite similar to um, to Sharif Cooper, who had um, a assist percentage higher by 0.1 and a usage rate higher, uh, sorry, lower by 0.2. Um, this is also, um, Jamarant also though, did have a bit of a higher turnover percentage at 20.5 compared to, um, compared to Sharif, who was only at 17.7. However, Jar probably has a bit more upside on defense as well, likely more due to his athleticism. Um, although I also believe that Sharif Cooper has more upside as a shooter and scorer, so that's only really a good comparison, I reckon, for now, um, and it will sort of not fit well into the future. Um, for Sharif as well, um, the main issue I've got with him, well, the main way I think he should fix his game is by focusing on his shooting, it's his release is a bit slow and sort of clunky, and if he sort of speeds it up and gets more height on his release, um, and by just repping it out and by getting consistent, I reckon his uh, three point percentages and also like all percentages uh, will sky uh, will fly up. Um, so for Sharif. Uh, the team fits, I've got other Bulls, the Wizards and the Pelicans, because uh, the Pelicans, I reckon, still need a playmaker, especially given Lonzo isn't, uh, is seen to be more of an off-ball guard now um, and not a playmaker due to his sort of lack of shot creation and 
uh, so lack of shot creation and um, uh, ball handling ability, um, which has limited him as a point guard and sort of made him more of a 3-and-D, playmaking 3-and-D um, shooting guard. The Wizards, because I reckon his playmaking could go quite well with Bradley Beal, um, and while they'd be a very small backcourt with a lot of and would need a lot of help defensively, um, the Wizards are already atrocious defensively, and I don't think Sharif could make them much worse. Um, finally, the Bulls, because the Bulls really need playmaking. Uh, I was a sort of big last year in the draft. I was sort of I really wanted them to take. Uh, one of the big three-point guards being Lamelo, Killian Hayes, and Tyrese Halliburton. Um, and look, if they took Halliburton, um, he could be doing quite well for them now. Um, although Patrick Williams was by no means a bad choice, and he's already looking like a pretty solid pick there. Um, as for the last prospect, um, for in my tier three or in my third tier. It is Keon Johnson, the shooting guard out of Tennessee, who's teammates with Jaden Springer. Um, as quite similar to Springer, they are both elite. Uh, Keon Johnson is elite defensively, although this is less due to his sort of functional strength and athleticism and more due to his sort of vertical pop. Um, there's actually sort of to... Um, show off this athleticism there's actually a highlight that was I uh, can't remember exactly which game it was from but a few weeks ago now and um, he basically took one step and exploded up for a poster um, I, again I can't remember uh, which team it was against or who the defender even was um, although it just that play just really um, showcased his athleticism for me, um, as he's also um, uses this athleticism to be a very elite defender, and um, this is sort of how he made um, a name for himself in the rotation, um, because Tennessee in particular, more than other sort of colleges, um, focus on the defensive aspect of the game, and if you can't defend, then you're just not really going to get much time in the rotation. Um, so as with Springer, he sort of started off a little bit slow uh, in terms of sort of minutes per game, although recently he's got the starting spot and he's uh, really picked it up um, in terms, well, just as a player um, in general. Um, so he's also, so his athleticism and defense are two of his main strengths, but he also, uh, his other strength, I would say, is his shot creation. And while he doesn't have the best percentages, being 45% from the field, 27% from the three, and 71% from the line, um, he's got pretty good shot creation from the mid-range. And um, while his free throw percentage doesn't indicate that he'll ever be the most efficient shooter, um, especially from three, um, I reckon he could have a good enough um, catch-and-shoot jumper and also be able to create for himself in the mid-range. Um, 
However, as for his weaknesses, um, his weaknesses, as I sort of touched on a little bit, are his shooting and passing ability. Um, so his shooting mainly because uh, he's currently shooting 52% true shooting on, um, and his three-point attempt rate is 0.201, which is quite low for a shooting guard. Um, and even his three-point percentage is pretty low as well at 27%. Um, he does, however, do a good job at getting to the free throw line with a 45.6% uh, free throw rate. Um, although, as I said before, his free throw percentage could be improved um, as that's sort of a bit of a limiting factor um, for his potential upside. He's also... Um, he's another sort of strength of his um, is his pa uh, playmaking and passing, although he could still improve on this a bit more. And I'm actually a bit of a believer in his upside as a passer, um, despite his averaging uh, 5.8 assists to 6.1 turnovers per 100 possessions. Um, to touch on his defense again, actually, um, he's got a 2.4 steal rate um, and a 2.2 block rate, which sort of, um, as I've sort of said, um, like before in this episode, um, the steal and block rates are a pretty good indicator of uh, defensive upside in college, um, mainly due to the way that prospects can sort of dominate as defenders and get. Uh, and rack up a lot of easy steals and blocks. Um, as for the comparison for Keon Johnson, um, I've got Gary Harris, who is, um, as you probably all know, a shooting guard for the Nuggets. Um, he sort of um, had a quite a good year a few years back um, and showcased his potential as a 3 and D player, um, although I... Um, and although I don't reckon Keon Johnson will ever sort of hit that uh, ceiling as a shooter, I reckon his playmaking um, and defense are, much, are quite a bit better than Gary Harris, and this will be his calling card in the NBA, um, mainly. Um, so the team fits uh, the Wizards, because, you know, the Wizards can always use more defense. Uh, he could play as a shooting guard for them alongside um, Bradley Beal if you were to play him at point guard. Um, he could also, Keon Johnson could also fit in well with the Thunder um, as another sort of um, lengthy defender, um, sort of guard player uh, who could fit in well with Shakespeare and um the last team I've got for Keon Johnson is the Hawks, who, with Trey Young, can always use extra defense. Um, so that's it for uh, the Tier 3 uh, at the moment. Uh, well, yeah, at the moment. Um, so just to remind you of the Tier 1 and Tier 2, in my Tier 1, I've got Cade Cunningham at 1 at um, on my big board overall and also in my tier one. Evan Mobley at number two 
um, on my big board overall and in also in tier one. At number three, I have uh, Jalen Green um, in my tier two, but third overall on my big board. Uh, Jonathan Kaminga um, also um, in my tier two, but fourth overall on my board. And then this is followed by the five tier three guys. So Jaden Springer at five, Jalen Suggs at six, Moses Moody at seven, Sharif Cooper at eight, and Keon Johnson at nine. Um, so I know this has been a bit of a longer episode, but I just want to thank you uh, for tuning in and um, to basically say that this episode will be actually uploaded on YouTube as well um, at JR Scouting. You can also follow me on Instagram at JR Scouting, um, on Twitter as well at JR Scouting, um, and also on Spotify at JR Scouting. Um, So thanks for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode.